Hello, and welcome to Healing Through Words. I am Sandra D., a therapist, a certified domestic violence counselor, survivor of domestic violence, and your host. Healing Through Words is a weekly Christian forum to address abuse and domestic violence. It is created to edify those who went through abuse, affected by abuse, or know someone going through abuse and domestic violence. It is also to inspire the brokenhearted, to remind them that God wants to make them whole. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your journey to healing. It's all about you in 2022. And for the year of 2022, we are focusing on knowing your identity, who you are. It's understanding that you matter and that you have a purpose. I want to say happy anniversary to Healing Through Words. On July 11, 2022, it would be one year. With God's help, Healing Through Words has reached 36 countries and have had over 1,500 listeners. I pray this upcoming year we will reach even more. So, for the month of July, we are going to talk about identity inside of the mind of an angry, controlling man. Last week, we discussed inside of the mind of an angry, controlling man, part one. Today, we are going to discuss identity inside of the mind of an angry, controlling man, part two. If you love me, why do you abuse me? I want to open by making a disclaimer. This topic is not to pick on men because there are women who abuse also. However, since men are the primary abusers in the relationship, it's good to understand their tactics and how they try to gain power and control over us. And the tactics can help you apply this, excuse me, the tactics can apply to most abusers. Your abuser, they don't want to validate your experience, who you are, what you have created without him. He wants to unplug your view of reality and replace it with his. You see, when someone has invaded your identity enough times, you naturally start to lose your balance. But you can find your way back to who you are, who you were were created to be, and this topic will help you do just that. Last week, we looked at myths, society's label for why men tend to be angry. Let's continue. Myth number one, he is controlling. Control for the abuse of men can fall into several categories, such as arguments and decision-making. In any intimate relationship, there will be decision-making. However, the mindset of an abuser brings tension when making decisions, and it can be challenging. Arguments with the abuser only last as long as their patient does. And once they had enough, the discussion is over and it's time for you to shut your mouth. Because in their eyes, they know what's best for you and for the relationship. If you continue disagreeing with them after they made it clear what they want, you're acting stupid. And they will use their authority to do anything necessary to reestablish the rules Reestablish your thinking, including using abuse. Myth number two, he feels entitled. 
Entitlement is the abuser that believes that he is so special that he has exclusive rights and privileges to do whatever he wants to you. In a healthy relationship, men and women should be equal. That means 50-50. In an unhealthy relationship, it'll look somewhat like 75-25, if she even receives that much. Let's take a look at the abuser's outlook on women's anger. One right the man tries to take away from you is your right to be angry with him. No matter how bad he treats you, he believes he shouldn't be upset or raise your voice. He's the only one who has that privilege to be angry. When you do finally explode and express your anger, which does happen, the abuser will try to use that against you and prove that you are unstable or irrational. The downfall to not expressing or, or swallowing your anger is you can develop emotional problems such as depression, nightmares, emotional numbness, or eating and sleeping problems. And in return, your abuser will use that against you and make you feel you're the one with the problem. That is called gaslighting. Please view my podcast library on gaslighting for more information. Gaslighting. Gaslighting, for the most part, is a way of making you believe something is wrong with you. It takes the focus off of the abuser and his abusive behavior. Also, you expressing your anger is a form of taking control. And remember, control is power, and he does not want you to have any power. And finally, the abuser perceives your anger as challenging his authority. And to maintain that control and authority, he overpowers you with increased anger or his anger is greater than yours. Under the myth of entitlement lies the belief he is abusive because he is angry. He's angry because he's abusive. In other words, his anger is not causing the abuse as if he has an anger problem. The problem is not the, the anger is not the problem, it's the abuse. The anger plus the abuse just make the problem worse. Because if anger is the cause of the abuse, then everyone will have an anger management problem because we all get angry. It's the abuser's unrealistic expectation, which constantly changes, that cause the anger. And truth be told, an anger management class will not help him until he addresses the real problem, which is entitlement. So, what needs to change first is his attitude, and then hopefully he would address his anger issues. When you try to defend yourself for some reason, the abuser thinks that they are the victim. Why is that? That's called role reversal. That means you can hurt me, but when I defend myself, you can get hurt. Or when you get hurt, then you're the victim now? But you started it? Can I not defend myself? I see that attitude a lot when I work with abusers. They act like they're the victims when the abused either speak up or does something to physically defend themselves. Unfortunately, when the female defends themselves and law enforcement is called, they are sometimes arrested. The female is then re-traumatized, or I should say re-victimized, which can cause them to shut down and not speak up if there is future abuse because of the possible consequences of speaking up. It's almost doomed if you do, or doomed if you don't. If I speak up, 
It can possibly go against me and hurt me, such as jail time, or possibly lose my children to child protective services. Or if I don't speak up, it can possibly go against me and I could lose my children to child protective services, shut down, or hold everything in because of emotional, causing emotional distress. So what do I do? Basically, the abuser gives himself permission to take action based on his beliefs, which he thinks his behavior of bullying is okay and justifies his actions. An abuser often considers it his right to control where you go, with whom you associate with, what you wear, and when you need to be back home. This is called infringing on your personal freedom. The abuser feels that you should be grateful for anything or any freedom that he grants you. He treats you as a responsible parent, as if that's his role and responsibility, and he does not want resistance from you. Other words, he treats you like he's his child. When he puts his foot down, that settles it. Sometimes the abuser will use control to wear you down with constant complaints instead of just hollering at you. He may make negative comments about your friends to gradually get you to stop spending time with them. In fact, you might even believe what he's saying is true and make you think you made the decision to end the relationship with your friend. That is called manipulation. The abusers are manipulative. Few abuser, abusing men rely entirely on verbal abuse or intimidation to control their partners. Therefore, they tend to switch up their tactics between manipulation, intimidation, and verbal abuse. By doing so, they don't look so much like a bad person or a bully. Plus, it's too much work to constantly verbally abuse you. Here are some signs of manipulation by abusers you can watch out for. Changing his mood frequently so that you can find it difficult to follow how he feels and keeps you constantly off balance. Convincing you that he wants you to do what is best for you. This way, the abuser can make his selfishness look like he's being generous. Don't be fooled. It's only a trick. Get you to blame yourself or blame others for what he does. Get you to feel sorry for him. Lying or misleading you about his actions, desires, or reason for doing certain things. This is this is to get you into doing what he wants you to do. One common complaint from the abuse is that their partner constantly lies, which is a form of psychological abuse that can be destructive over time. And last but not least, getting you and the people you care about to turn against each other by betraying their confidence. They may mean that may mean being rude to your friends telling people lies about you, supposedly what you said about them, and being charming and telling your fr friends bad things about you. Sometimes manipulation is worse than openly being abusive, especially when the two are mixed. Because woman, when a woman gets slapped, she at least knows what her partner did to her. But after being a manipulated, she may not know what happened and be confused. All she knows is that she feels bad or crazy and that somehow it seems like it's her fault. If you are in an abusive relationship, you may spend a lot of time trying to figure out what is wrong with me rather than what is wrong with him. 
If he gets along with other people and impresses them with generosity, a sense of humor, and friendliness, you may wonder, what is wrong with me that he doesn't treat me that way? Or how come everyone else thinks he's so wonderful? Well, most abusive men put on a charming face with everyone else, which is a split personality between what you see at home and how he acts in public. I personally experienced that. With one of my husbands, he was quiet and often reserved at home. However, when we were out, he wanted all the attention, presented grandiose stories, and bragged about his education and accomplishments. The sad part is it took me a while to notice this narcissistic behavior. However, others noticed it much quickly than I did. Was I blinded in love or so blindly in love that I failed to see the signs? Or was I so controlled and conditioned that I did not want to see the signs? An abuser can sometimes succeed at convincing people that you are irrational, out of control, or that your judgment is poor and that you have to be saved from yourself. Never believe a man's claim that he has to harm his partner in order to protect you. Only the abuser thinks this way. A large part of his abusiveness comes in a form of punishment. It is used to retaliate against you for resisting his control. The abuser has difficulty distinguishing between love and abuse and often tries to convince his partner that his mistreatment of her is, is proof of how deeply he loves her. Some examples or explanations the abuser uses are, number one, the reason I abuse her is because I love her so much. But how do you hurt the one you love so much? That is counterproductive. I told her she better not ever try to leave me. You have no idea how much I love you, girl. But if you really love a person, you will respect if they want to leave. And number three, I was sick watching her ruin her life. I care too much to sit back and do nothing about it. The bottom line is the more a man abuses you, the more he is demonstrating that he only cares about himself. So he's lying when he says he loves you, but yet abuses you. Genuine love means respecting the other person, wanting what is best for him or her, and supporting their self-esteem and independence. My friend, God wants to heal you from all control and any control. He wants a relationship with you and help you find your identity in him and in no other. All he asks is that you accept him into your life and give him full control. Not the control of the abuser, but a gentle control that leads to eternal life, peace, and joy. Words of affirmation. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Clark Wellness and Behavior Health has openings and would like to help you discover your true identity. We offer counseling, anger management, weekly support groups for domestic violence and abuse victims and survivors. All services are by trained and certified staff, recognized nationwide and virtual to meet your needs wherever you are. Support groups have limited seating and is first come first served, so please don't hesitate to register. For registration or additional information, please visit my website at ClarkWBH.com or email me at ClarkWBH at gmail.com.
Also, if you would like to be a guest or share your journey of healing on my podcast, Healing Through Words, please visit my website, healingthroughwords.org, or you can email me at healingthroughwords.org at gmail.com. Through is spelled T-H-R-U. Other domestic violence services are National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233, Women Against Abuse, 866-723-3014. If you are suffering with abuse, substance abuse, I should say, United Recovery Project 24-Hour Hotline is there to help. They can be reached at 888-815-2561 or the National Drug Help Helpline at 844-289-0879. I'd like to close by thanking Tracy for providing my opening music, Last Night Dream. I do not hold the copyright. Thank you again. God bless you, and I'll see you next Saturday.